0: Welcome to Dynasty Theory, your source for everything Dynasty Fantasy Football, with your host John Bauer. I'm looking to sell everybody price dependent. Dan Lamagna. Too much dysfunction in Cleveland. And Mitch Sorensen. Well, it's hard to compete with excellence. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Another episode of Dynasty Theory. I feel like it's been so long, but we did do a show last Tuesday, but we didn't do the Pivot Point match. We didn't. Do it's the
1: true. It's true. We missed. I mean, nothing big happened.
0: I don't know why we missed it. I was there. You just never showed up. Yeah. Baby number two. Baby number two is here. Little Finley. She's been she's been pretty good. That's Johnny's awesome. been good, too. He's been pretty good good. good. good, good, good. Yeah. But we do have some fantasy football we want to talk about. I said, honey, take the kids. <laughs> I got to talk to Mitch. I'm busy. I got to talk. To the folks that are tuning in every week, I see Jeff in there, in the chat. Thanks for tuning in live. We always appreciate it. Again, this is kind of the slow time of the the off season, right? Yep. One of the slow times. Some people have gone into hibernation. So last week we talked about and really focused on after the 2022 season, players that we'd be looking at and their contracts were expiring, right? So kind of a one-year look ahead. We're doing it again tonight, but now it's based on startups next off-season. Whoa, JB, what are you talking about? We're still doing startups this (laughs) off-season, but the way that I'm going to look at this, and I don't know about you, Mitch, but in our show notes, I put it in there. Where they are in current ADP, and listen, I know every source for ADP is a little bit different. So if we cite so-and-so's running back 12, No, no, that's not right. He was running back 11. I, you know, everything's going to be off a little bit, I'm sure, here and there. Um, but then I have captured in here what our 2022 projections are looking like because that is going to directly impact as much as we want to admit it or not the dynasty value. It it changes on a daily basis, right? Yeah, I mean, it's get out of the way. There it is.
1: I'm joking. But um, this really is what Dynasty is about, right? It's, can you use this veteran, say running back, will they provide you enough value for you to recoup whatever deficit you're going to have next year because they're going to end up dropping an ADP, whether it's running back, quarterback, whatever, because an injury could completely ruin these guys to where you could go on Twitter and be like, hey, I have a 23 first, and that's not going to get injured. And so that's kind of how you're looking at this is like, you really might like Saquon Barkley. Is he going to hold his value going into next year? Probably not. But will he give you enough production this
0: year to justify it if you're not on a rebuilding team? That's exact. That last sentence that you just mentioned, that is exactly it. And it's going to come up. It's going to come into play for a few of these guys. Yeah, their value is not going to rise, especially some of these running backs that we're going to talk about. But Do they give you the production? And you, I couldn't have said it any better. I'm so excited! I'm so excited to be (laughs) back on the show. I couldn't have said it any better myself, you know, than how how Mitch just uh, phrased it. But before we get into the actual players, I want to talk about the overall market. And like, we saw drastic changes. In 2022, startups from, you know, end of December all the way up until now, June 7th, compared to what we saw in previous years, mm-hmm. do you think it's going to continue? Do you think we're going to see any other trends buck Like, what how do you think it plays out? We're, we're putting our our magic hats on here. We're looking a year yeah. out, startups in June next year. Four dynasty
1: doesn't matter if the rookies in 22 are good or not. Everyone going into this draft cycle said that this draft class sucks. And so it didn't really matter how good the rookies were. They were going to be a lower value than what they have been in the past. Now, everybody's saying that 2023 draft is going to be amazing. Doesn't matter if their prospects are amazing or not. Their rookies, those rookies are already going to be going
0: higher than anything we saw in 22. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think these 22 rookies, they're going to have a shorter leash from a value perspective. Like if, you know, uh, Garrett Wilson comes out and stumbles out of the gate. Mm-hmm. He's not going to have that insulated value because that, you know, he's not part of that class that just being talked up and talked up and talked up. The The one big thing I noticed, so I'm going through 21 ADP, 22 ADP. Mm-hmm. There was a big shift in the running back market. Looking at it last year, running back three on average was going around pick 11. This is in 12-team Superflex Leagues, okay? That dropped to pick 18 in 2022. Running back 10 was going pick 31. That slid back to pick 40. Running back 18, pick 50, back to 59. So on average, about an 8-9 pick difference in the startups. I'm trying to look at it. I'm like, okay, why is that? It has to be because tight ends are getting bumped up. It has to be because wide receivers are getting bumped up. It really wasn't. It came down to the quarterback position. Yeah. 16 of the first 40 picks were quarterbacks, according to uh, Superflex ADP in 2021. Out of the first 33 picks in 22, it was 16 quarterbacks. So we see that 7, 8, 9 pick drop for running backs. It almost accounts for it perfectly when you look at the quarterbacks. It was those mid-tier quarterbacks that were getting bumped up. One, because I think people were sick of the running back injuries we saw last year and the you know unpredictability that came into play. Uh, but then also, you know, I'm, I'm working this week. Mitch, you and I talked about this off the air. Mm-hmm. But I'm working at home. Calls are canceled. Pushing emails along. So I'm really thinking about fantasy, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. And, and my two children. You know, of course, that's top of priority. Course, of course. Top priority. But... Think about why that is. Why are those middle quarterbacks getting pushed up even more? I think it's because of the way the back end quarterbacks like Ben. I was Roethlisberger, just say that. Yep. He's gone. Drew Brees. He's gone. Tom Brady. That is he going to be back in 23? you know, he, he retired once. Is he going to retire again? Uh, and then the value of like a Matt Ryan, a Jared Goff. So there is getting to be more and more separation between those top 14, 15, 16 quarterbacks and those low end quarterback twos and on. So is there anything else you kind of saw? Like, like, do you think that continues? I do, because I don't think the quarterback's coming out
1: next year that great. Um, but look at your, you have your tier set up, right? For anyone who's in the Patreon who wants to check him out, but it's,
0: it, it is $5 a month. Tiers, projections team by team. Uh, we have the weekly episode of The Pivot Point whenever babies aren't popping out. Check it out. I'm telling you, you're going to stick around and you're going to love it. A lot of bonus content that a lot of our, a lot of the folks there on the Discord I know they find extremely beneficial. All right, Mitch. Sorry. I had to get that in.
1: You're good. You're good. So let's just look at your quarterbacks from 20 down. You have Pickett, Tannehill, Winston, Jones, Wentz, Brady, Ryan, Goff, Mills, Mayfield, Mariota, Locke, in a startup, which one of those quarterbacks do you want to take? I don't trust any of them. I mean, Pickett might be the one, but I don't want to go into a startup and have him be my quarterback too. So that immediately bumps up all the rest of these guys to where you look at the running backs, you're like, do I really want Derrick Henry? Probably not. Do I really want Josh Jacobs? Probably not. So we end up seeing those guys dropping and we're like, you know what? I could deal with Mac Jones right now. I could deal with Derek Carr right now on my team. Can I deal with not having Henry in two years? Probably not. And that's the weird thing with startups right now when everyone is so full bore into that 2023 class. There's so many people that are trying to buy into it that these vets end up becoming a little bit of more of a value than what they have previously, I think. And the, the
0: one position that is a little bit more solidified with a little bit more stability, at least we hope, is those top 14, 15, 16 quarterbacks. Uh, we do have a question because we mentioned Tom Brady and kind of the end of the certainly top 24 quarterbacks with Tom Brady sitting there a little beyond that, I think. Uh, what are the chances Brady's back next year? Is he even 50-50? Mitch, you've talked about this several times.
1: Yeah, I was. I was like 80-20. I was like, he's for sure coming back. But after seeing that deal, he has set up. I would put it at 10% maybe. And I mean, that's just going to be, he has such a good year. He has so much fun. He wants to come back and do it again. There's every chance in the world that the Buccaneers just aren't as good as they have been the previous two seasons. And he goes 9-8. I had to think about that 17-game schedule in my uh-huh. head again. I'm like, wait, how does this work out? He goes 9-8, and eight, gets to the playoffs, loses in the first round. I mean, the odds of that happening are just as good as him making another
0: Super Bowl run, in my opinion. Right. Okay. Now we get into specific players. This is a list that was dropped in our Discord. Again, we pull a lot of the stuff we talk about from our Discord community. It truly is incredible. So on June 1st, 2023, where are... Let's see, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys and no quarterback. so it's it's kind of good that we start the show talking about them from the startup perspective. But seven guys, I'm going to let you know where they are today, Mitch, where we have them in our current projections. Those are not finalized. I'm sure Mitch and I are going to be battling it out, talking about a few of those. Uh, I'm going to let you know their contract situation. And then I want you to let the listeners know In me, in me. It's not a secret. Okay, that's good. Where they're going to be going in startups this time next year. So not not immediately after the season, but in June. One-year outlook. Um, And then, obviously, your rationale. So let's get some reasoning behind it. Okay. All right. First up, and a lot of these are guys that are kind of hot-button topics. Saquon Barkley. Today, the ADP that I pulled, running back 12. We have him in our 22 projections. Assuming a fairly healthy season, 15 games played, that's typically what we look at for the running back position across the board. That's what we assign most running backs. We have him at running back seven Mm -hmm. in 2022. Okay. On a per game basis, mind you, per game, he's going to be 26 years old this time next year. Okay. His contract expires after the 22 season. All right. Where is he next year compared to running back 12? And let's see if we agree here. So <clears throat> I think he's immediately
1: going to be below Bijan, Henderson, and Gibbs. And so then you have to look at who's going to drop down above him. And I don't know if there's anyone above him right now that I really see dropping, maybe Eckler. So I will say he'll be running back. 16 to 17 because he is going to get that free agency hype to where if he has a good season, then it's going to hold, right? And he'll end up maybe going back to the Giants, but he had a good season, so it makes it okay. Or he goes to a team in a different situation. Everyone's going to be like, oh, the Giants were just bad. He's going to still be okay. But there's going to be enough rookies coming into the draft
0: that he is going to have to drop down to at least running back 16, I think. So again, a lot. This is all predicated on the that projection being mm-hmm. locked and loaded, hundred percent accuracy. Of course, it is. I, course. We might we might dip to ninety nine percent, but that's on a bad day. Yeah, it's not really our fault though. So I'm lo- like JT Harris, Swift McCaffrey, a- ahead of Barkley, yep. most likely Javante, most likely Brees Hall. Brees Hall would have to have a completely horrific first season to. Really fall. And then you mentioned three incoming rookies. Mm -hmm. I think that's where it gets dicey, though. So that's nine right there, right? Mm -hmm. Then you have Dalvin Cook, who turns 27 in August. So he'll be pushing 28 this time next year. That's going to be in the back of people's minds when they're looking, okay, I'm going to draft a running back here. Is it Dalvin Cook or Barkley? Joe Mixon, he had a fantastic 2022. I think he's still stays ahead of Barkley because of that Bengals situation, but then you have Eckler who uh, if our projections hold up, I think he'll be ahead of Barkley. Mm -hmm. Chubb who knows how that Brown situation is going to look, and then you have Dobbins who's coming off an injury, and then you have Gibson who people hate. So I'm looking at at like my tears here. Derrick Henry, Montgomery, Jacobs, ETN. I, I think with the way that this is going to play out. I I could see him actually moving up compared to running backs. So running back 10 is where I could see him. Wow. Okay. I, 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 when I went through these players, I kind of went through a best case scenario, a worst case, realistic scenario and a middle ground prediction. Barkley was one of the few that I went more towards the best case scenario. So what are
1: you willing to pay for him now then? like if Because you're probably higher than the rest of the community then if you think
0: he's going to at least hold that value going into 23. What's that price point? So I have him personally in that tier between 7 and 13, running back 7 and 13. I know when we do the pivot point, I've had him marked in green every single week because you look at different resources and they have him lower. So I've had him as a player I'm looking to buy. Now, if you want to look at it in terms of 23 picks, you rattled off three that, without a doubt, are probably going to be ahead of Barkley. Mm -hmm. All right. The hype alone probably might get four up there. Maybe. Possibly. Uh, You got the two quarterbacks. If it's two PPR, you get uh, Mike Meyer. Like, I... It it would be difficult to move a 23 first. But again, that, that is kind of like the best case scenario. But but what price are you paying? That's what I want to say.
1: Can well, I just beat what, around what
0: the can I, can I beat around the bush a little oh, bit longer no, here? No. <laughs> um I would most likely be looking to move like a Joe Bixon for Barkley Plus. And based on current market conditions, right now I think you could. Let's say you have 12-team league. You want to get Barkley.
1: You're the middle of the pack. You're the 106. Would you do the 106 and the 206 for Barkley? Those picks being in 22, of course.
0: In 23. No, 22 draft's already gone. You pick oh, that's up right. like Man, I, Walker or something like that. I went back in the time machine. I'm back in 2022 <laughs> now.
1: 106 and 206 for Barkley. It's not a bad price for the 10th best dynasty running back as you're saying.
0: Yeah, it's not, but when you st- when you get those two quarterbacks in there that I think we're going to get, uh 106, that's probably a little too rich for my blood. Okay. Um okay. so even though I, I I my prediction is still running back 10 from a price point um but you can see the conviction there. Lots of it. Very yeah, a little a conviction. little lacking i I will say though, I think you're sixteen, seventeen, whatever it was. I do think that's too low it, it could be could but then be. also also he could
1: also not be good this
0: year <laughs> no, see but that that's where it all falls apart. So let's say he goes out and worst case scenario early season season ending injury, yep. now we don't know where he's gonna play. We're looking at like running back twenty then. Yes. Maybe 23, 24, yep. somewhere in there. So that is, it certainly, you look at the scale and the range of outcomes, there certainly has to be some percentage assigned to that. Um, But I still would be higher than that, that 16 or 17. So if, if that is your belief, I want to tie this back to actionable advice today. All right. Okay. You would be looking to ship him off then. Uh We have a question. Would you give Dobbins for Barkley right now? If you think Barkley's going to be running back seven this year, I would Dobbins I, for Barkley. Yeah. yeah. Give up Dobbins for Bar- Barkley. I would yeah. give, I would get in uh, on KTC and DTC. He's ahead of Barkley. So that's something maybe I explore huh. tonight. Yeah. Maybe I'll send some of those out too. That's something that's I explore. Uh, because I, I do believe if, if he plays, I, I, he's going to be a top 10 back. All right.
1: Next player. Otherwise we're going six hours.
0: No, come on, six hours. (laughs) All right, Christian McCaffrey, today running back four. Projections, if he plays a full season, he's healthy. Running back one, Uh, 27 years old this time next year. Contract through the 25 season. I'll start, barring a season-ending injury. He's still a top eight dynasty back next year, even if he only has a mediocre season. So I, again, this is barring a season-ending injury. If it happens again, just like with Barkley, there is going to be, uh, people are going to be less forgiving, right? And that's going to directly tie into his startup ADP a year from now. So he's running back for today. Bijan, I think no matter what McCaffrey does, Bijan's going to come in ahead of him. Yeah, I think so, too. I, and even if as long as he has a decent landing spot, I think he'll honestly be top four. JT and then we could probably say Swift or Harris, one of them and maybe I, someone I, else climbing. Yeah. So McCaffrey, I'm comfortable saying remaining at four, possibly five. So this is another guy that if you're a contender. Mm-hmm. And maybe Mitch has Chris McCaffrey or Saquon Barkley, and he's been trying to shop him. No luck. There hasn't been any hype during the offseason. That's something that I would be interested in pursuing.
1: Yeah, no, I completely agree. Right where you have him is where I agree on this one. Um, he can, Running back eight, I do think, is his floor. And so I am willing to go out and get him because the only thing I worry about is that offensive line in Carolina. But every other back down below him, I could sing the exact same story about why he's going to be bad this season. And so I just don't see anybody else propelling above him besides the rookies we've, you know, talked about going in. We're going to talk about him for another year now. So the price to acquire is the hard thing for him. It's it's going to take a 23 first. But if I'm a competing team, someone already knows I'm giving that competing team, Christian McCaffrey, that pick's going to be even later. So now I made that 108, 111 by giving the guy McCaffrey. So I think you're going to add something sizable on it. It's going to have to be McCaffrey for Trevor Lawrence and oh, names slipping and Bateman maybe. I mean, it's going to be pricey to try to go up there and get Christian McCaffrey still. And I think it's going to take I don't rookies. Think it's to, I don't.
0: I don't think it would take Lawrence plus Bateman though. You
1: don't think that? So no, I th- you can't get Lawrence for him straight up. I don't think. Wh- which side are you looking at this from? It, me getting Christian McCaffrey. I'm talking established leagues. Startups, we see Trevor Lawrence going before Christian McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about in leagues that are established. I don't see a lot of people trading Christian
0: McCaffrey straight up for Trevor Lawrence. And I think it's going to have to be a decent add on top of that. I think it comes down to the state of somebody's team and and the market within that league. Because, I mean, you, you and I both know those leagues where running backs. They're completely crapped on. I told you there was the one startup I was in. My, the running backs I have, I have six of the top like 10 running backs. And I, it's not because I was trading up. Nobody wanted running backs.
1: Yeah. That was a great time to do a startup. You did a yeah, like, perfect time.
0: It, it was absolutely incredible. Jeff, I wouldn't give T off for Christian McCaffrey. No way. I, I would. <laughs> I, I would move Trevor Lawrence for Christian McCaffrey yeah. if they're close enough that the league dynamic like it's you're talking about an established league yeah we we know at that point how the league typically values quarterbacks Mm -hmm. if it if quarterbacks don't move it's gonna be much more difficult for me to make that decision but if I'm sitting there and I have a Dak Prescott a Jalen Hurts a Trevor Lawrence and Christian McCaffrey could very well solidify that backfield I'll take that shot I, I I really will man this chat's great tonight uh, Wes, exactly my thought. I'd have to have two better quarterbacks and be competing to take CMC for for Trevor Lawrence. Uh, so, Jeff says I think I thing. need to drink if, more.
1: So as you can see, if we're competing, T Law isn't great to have on a competing team. He's just not. Like I'm sad to say, but like as of right now, I just don't. If he's my quarterback too, I'm a little worried. And so,
0: I'm okay moving him in a situation like that if I am actually competing. Okay. So I, I kind of want to tie this all, all together and I want to do it with Saquon Barkley really quick. it will be two seconds, but one, I, I, we did fail to mention because of that contract there could, let's say he has a decent season in New York uh-huh. and then he, he goes oh, like the chiefs. Yeah. His, his value is not, it's, it, I think running back 10 is very reasonable. And again, that's like best case scenario, running back seven with the giants, go to the chiefs, uh, be running back. Better than one running back 0.5 anyway. So with Barkley, I am certainly to put the actionable spin on it. I am not necessarily looking to unload him because I fear what's going to happen over the next year. Okay. Mitch, it sounds like you might be a little bit more willing to not necessarily sell it at a discount, but be more of a motivated seller in the right situation. Christian McCaffrey, same thing. I, I'm perfectly fine if I have Christian McCaffrey on my team, even if it's not necessarily a contender, because I believe Christian McCaffrey's value is going to be stable. Throughout the next year. Again, though, this analysis gets wiped out when both get injured week one and they're off for the season. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. No, I agree.
0: And you agree. I think with, with Christian McCaffrey Mm -hmm. that you're not going to be a motivated seller. Okay. Uh, and for the right price, look new choir McCaffrey, at that if you're contending like we just talked about next one another running back ezekiel elliott all -hmm. right adp running back 3719 no running back 23 we have him on a per game basis running back 15 according to our patreon exclusive dynasty theory projections five dollars a month he's gonna be 28 years old in july 23 all right contract through 2026, but there's an ask <laughs> asterisk <laughs> there. Okay. going can extend him. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. So Ezekiel Elliott, where is he going compared to running backs in startups June 23?
1: Honestly, I think his he's almost a value right now where he is. It's not because he's gonna go up. It's just because he's not gonna drop that far. He might, I think at worst drop to running back 28. But as far as ADP goes, it's such a little difference. I don't even think I would worry about it. Um, he's not someone I want to go get on any team. But also I, if if he I is do on my team, really, because I mean if he's on my team right now, he's someone who where I could plan, like, okay, I probably have two years, I'm gonna have to replace him. But I was gonna go in with the assumption that not a lot of people would want to get him. Maybe you could talk the masses into going after Ezekiel
0: Elliott. I actually did a trade. What was that? Two weeks ago. And I see Jeff's in the chat and he's going to give me that by God. in that Irish accent, that thick Irish accent. But I moved Trevor Lawrence for Derek Carr and Ezekiel Elliott. And I slept like a baby that night. I felt great. I woke up the next morning. I jumped out of bed all giddy. My wife said, why are you so happy? Today? I said, I, I acquired Derek Carr yesterday. The legend, <laughs> the legend, but Ezekiel Elliott at, at cost. I think we still see a little bit more production than people are willing. By God, people are willing to give him credit for in 2023. With that said, because of his age, because of the hate, I do think, let's say he has that running back 15 season. So a really nice production standpoint there in 22. I I think he drops to running back 30. I, I do. I I not so not far off from what you said. Yeah, yeah. Like I it wasn't to say, oh Mitch, you were completely off. But here's here's my prediction. Based on our, our projections, AJ Dillon, I think he's already ahead of Ezekiel Elliott in a lot of spots. So I I, I think that he just solidifies himself. CEH is a tricky one. And I'm going to get to him later. James Cook is a tricky one. I'm going to get to him later, not to spoil it. Miles Sanders, if he he has a decent season and he goes elsewhere, kind of the Barkley dilemma, just compared to Ezekiel Elliott, I think he jumps him. All right. And then at least four rookie running backs coming in ahead of him. That's the big kicker, right? So maybe he doesn't really change that much compared to the existing running backs, but you get four of those rookies and it drops him down from the startup view. And we already talked about these middle tier running backs dropping compared to 21. I think we continue to see that and maybe not a drastic change, but a few spots because now we have these young stud receivers that are just filling in and filling in and filling in. And then you you bring you don't like the quarterback class next year, but you have I think you have two good ones coming in. You add that to what's in the league right now, it, it bolsters that 15, 16, 17 range. So Mitch, you have him going running back 28. I have him going running back 30 for June 2023. Yeah, pretty close. Yep. But again, I'm still okay. His price is so deflated it right is. now. It is so deflated. So if I'm if I'm looking at my rosters, and I actually started I over the weekend, because I'm just sitting on the couch, uh, you know this, this baby is, is living my dream life. Sleep, wake up, eat, shit, go to sleep. Like that is my dream. Throwing a <laughs> few coffees, throwing a few coffees, but other than that, oh my god. But I'm just sitting there, and I was like, let me send a few lineups just to, to. And of course, it's one of the leagues that I really like. My roster, right? It's, <laughs> it's it's not the leagues that I don't like it. But I'm like, okay, maybe an Ezekiel Elliott makes sense here. And again, I, I look at the, the teams in my my league and I know that Mitch is looking to move on. I know you know he's he, you've had Ezekiel on your trade bait for three months you haven't had any bites. Maybe I look to pursue it because your team you have 323 first. I know the direction that you're headed. So oh man, I didn't think I'd get so jacked about Ezekiel Elliott. <laughs> pretty it's big,
1: like, man. Dan's weird, you're all about it. But
0: you, I, I was excited to jump on tonight. You, you were,
1: know, I, you were. I was excited
0: You needed to talk. I did Darnell Mooney. Let's talk about Darnell yeah. Mooney, the thumbnail man. He's on the, the little picture there on the YouTube thumbnail wide receiver 33 for startup ADP today. We have him at wide receiver 18 on a per game basis in our projections. Okay. 25 years old this time next year. Contract goes through the 23 season. Where are we? Where are we a year from now, Mitch?
1: Problem is, it's a year from now. If we're saying before the NFL draft, I do think he ends up being wide receiver 20-ish before the NFL draft. Um, The worry is if they're going to use some of that draft capital to bring in another wide receiver or a free agent next year. I think that could end up dropping him down to like what Amon Ross St. Brown is now, right? So... I'm gonna say top end running back uh, running back, <laughs> wide receiver 20, low end wide receiver 26, 27. Because I do think if he stays healthy, he's gonna absolutely smash this year.
0: Coming down to him staying healthy, I hope for fantasy purposes, that offense passing wise, David Montgomery in the backfield, and then it is funneled through Cole Komet and Dornell Mooney. Like, I pray, like as fantasy managers, we want to see all the offense funneled. And, and not spread out as so many teams do it. You had him, what you said, low end 27, 28. Yeah. All right. So compared to wide receiver 33, I have him bumping up to wide receiver 30. That's it. That's it. Now, Why do you now, hate now, Darnell Moody? I I, you... I like Darnell. Okay. I like Darnell, but it would be naive to think that. In the back of people's mind, that fifth round draft capital still does not come into play. You 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 know it's true though. What could be. Could be. Amon Ross St. Brown's going like wide receiver thirty-six right now. Why is that? Because he went in the fourth round of the NFL draft. It, that end of season finish
1: quarterbacks, Jared Goff. That but if, if he were
0: if he were a first or second round pick. Well, yeah, and he had that course. end of season finish it would be completely different and i'm one of the big proponents of looking at the draft capital and the hit rates and all that good stuff from an analytical standpoint but for darnell Mooney that's still going to be in people's minds so if we're talking strictly adp i think it's around wide receiver 30. it's too low but i i think it's a tremendous value still so it i'm not already. saying that's where i would take him i'm saying that because the question what is their startup adp a year from now um, that, that's, that's what I think it is looking at the range of outcomes. I think there's gonna be four receivers that you could throw ahead of him and start up ADP. I mean, as hated as this 22 class was, even though the wide receivers wasn't, they were the strength we're seeing Drake London go in the top 12 of receivers right now. <laughs> and, and I like, I like Drake, but that's a little high, but I think you had four receivers in front of him. And based on the production we expect in 22, I could see him passing Jerry Judy in ADP next year. Sky Moore, who's going ahead of him, which is a crime. Yes. Devontae Smith. Again, if if the draft capital was different, if if Devontae Smith and Darnell Mooney switch draft capital darnell mooney would be higher than Devonte smith right now oh yeah oh like yeah De- Devontae smith's current adp and Devonte smith would be in the 40s i bet if you switch that maybe even lower it would be like like a gabriel davis type situation uh i, I think he could pass mike williams in adp depending on what happens in cleveland amari cooper that can
1: get re- do you think there's a point to where he'll get as high as amon did back in like what january february to where he was going for a late first
0: if you would compare it to the 22 first yes yeah like it's it's hard because it's not exactly the same yeah. yeah like if you would take darnell mooney's value that i believe it to be june 1st 23 and rewind a year and a half mm-hmm. i think it would be right around almond ross st brown's value yeah. even though mooney now is going ahead of Amon ross st brown like it's just crazy the the fluctuation value. I could see him passing Chris Alave and Elijah Moore, to be honest with you. So those are seven guys I could see him passing. Zero, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And then you add the four rookies that bump them back down a little bit. So going from 33 to 30. Again, this is based on our projections. It's based on the realistic range of outcomes. I said in the chat today, probable isn't possible. I saw that anything's possible anything but i want to look at it from a probability standpoint so that's what i'm saying anything else with darnell no this next guy's tough though like had a really hard time with this guy gabe the babe gabriel davis the only man like that such a difference in dynasty ADP and redraft ADP right. that is young <laughs> and his redraft ADP outperforms his dynasty ADP that blows my mind. So one way or another, somebody's wrong. The redraft yeah. community, the dynasty community, there is a market inefficiency somewhere. And I know where I stand on the matter. He's going wide receiver thirty nine. Gabriel Davis, truthers, cover your ears because we have him at wide receiver fifty. And Mitch is he's falling asleep over there. We mentioned Gabriel Davis. He's falling. Asleep. I
1: wake up really early in the mornings.
0: Hey, I woke up like I'm the only person that has a newborn baby and a three, almost three year old. And I still like wake up at like eight o'clock. I don't see that would be nice. I can't even complain. I can't even complain. And then I, I, I was up a little earlier today, but, uh, 24 years old this time next year contract through the end of the 23 season. Let's hear it, Mitch. What's your prediction? Where is he a year from now? I'll be shocked
1: if he's wide receiver 50, to be honest with you. I but had him I, I at 45. I know the hype's there, but I put a little bit of faith in our projections. And then just a little bit. There is so many wide receivers clustered in that range. I mean, everyone's like, whoa, that's way too low. But you have to look right above them. There's Brandon Cooks,
0: Michael Gallup, Allen Robinson, DeAndre Hopkins. Christian Watson well let's again this is points per game because I know somebody's gonna jump in and say Hopkins is suspended how's he gonna finish below
1: no I'm just saying like value wise those guys are right there so for him to make a drastic jump I mean you're looking at for him to turn into Darnell Mooney I don't think that's really in the range of outcomes and so if you're looking for him to all of a sudden turn to wide receiver 30 you're like okay he's almond Ross St. Brown this upcoming season. That's pretty low, especially for the price that people are asking, because people want an early second now. I'm like, there's 20 other wide
0: receivers I'd rather pay an early second for. I had to call the police on one person in our Patreon. <laughs> and he, this gentleman knows who it is that I'm talking about. If if he's listening, I had to call the police because he got what very well could... It should be the 23-101 for Gabriel Davis. Oh. And I... I had some choice words that I, I said I I was dumbfounded. But wide receiver 50, I know that sounds bad from a projection standpoint. Yeah. Yeah. But it's still 10.8 points per game. Mm-hmm. It's not like we're saying he's garbage. Right. It's still, it's still fine. Just not just not what people would would hope. So I have him going from wide receiver 39 to wide receiver 45-ish. I actually think, even despite the age, I think Allen Robinson passes him in ADP Hunter Renfro bounces back in ADP and he passes him Jahan Dotson maybe I'm just buying into that camp hype a little bit the OTA hype a little bit but let's say Dotson and Gabriel Davis have the same points per game in 22 whose ADP is higher yeah Dotson Dotson. yeah I think Gallup passes him um and and then a, a several rookies so Wide receiver, you know, it could be as low as wide receiver 50, like you said, depending on how many rookies sneak in. We'll probably get six, seven, eight that go in the top 50 wide receivers, right? So that 50-ish mark probably makes sense, especially if he's passed by those other wide receivers. So I have a few shares of Gabriel Davis. Mm-hmm. This is the one up to this point. Because the other guys like Darnell Mooney, I think he rises. So I'm okay acquiring at cost today. Ezekiel Elliott, give me him on a contender. McCaffrey, Barkley, Gabriel Davis, I want him the heck off my roster. And I know I'm going to get crummy trade offers Yep, from some folks that just heard that. But if I have Gabriel Davis send over something that's face value and he's off my roster.
1: Would you take a 23-second?
0: Uh, no, I want a little bit more. I'm going <laughs> to... But only because I've seen what people you could get have...
1: the 23101 for it.
0: <laughs> if you're not getting Bijan Robinson yeah. for Gabe Davis, not what are you trying. doing with your yeah. life? No. Yeah. Now we get into some tight ends. Yay. They... Hey, come on. I might <laughs> hate club... bad
1: tight ends, man.
0: Listen, I have a final thought tonight. I rarely do, but oh, I do. Okay. And it don't. is tight end okay. centric. Good.
1: All good. right.
0: So David and Joku. Tight end 17 in our projections. I was actually surprised by this. We have him tight end 18 on a per game basis, and that is with Deshaun Watson playing. Okay, yeah, he's going to be 27 years old in July of 23, contract now through the end of the 25 season. But I do believe there is an out somewhere, maybe after the 23 season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd have to double check that, so don't quote me. I'll lead us off absolute best case scenario. So our projection is off. He goes out and he's tight end eight, nine, somewhere like that. Mm-hmm. I think we could be looking at tight end 10 and ADP next year. That's why I just wrote down in my book. <laughs> I, I really believe like that's best case scenario. That's a, pos- a not probable, but maybe more possible. Uh, worst case scenario, I think tight end 20, just because it's garbage once you get down that yeah. low. So in Joku, the contract his athleticism. Uh, again, this is predicated on the fact that Deshaun Watson, we'll see how that goes. But my takeaway overall, and I said this in the pivot point, if you're looking to acquire David Njoku, don't do it today. His price is going to be the same. If Deshaun Watson plays, it's going to be a heck of a lot lower if he doesn't. So I wouldn't go out and acquire him today. So my prediction though, he goes from tight end 17 to tight end 15 Uh, and the, the three guys that I think he passes potentially would be Irv Smith. All right. I could see Zach Ertz there being a scenario. He drops two spots. Yeah. It'd be 32 next year. Yeah. And potentially, and I hope this is not the case. I hope, I hope, I hope Noah Fant. There is a real scenario where he drops he drops a few spots. So those are three guys that he passes up, but then Michael Meyer, I think displaces him. Meyer's going to be a top 12 dynasty tight end off the bat.
1: No, I think right where you have him's fair. And this is kind of why I laughed when we got into these guys is like, do you want that player on your team?
0: I I do because I think of the ceiling and for it all to go right. Again, this, Deshaun Watson mm-hmm. playing. I, I just hope I just want that all to be over. It has consumed our discord.
1: Would it, would it just be better to get off and joke you and get up to a Schultz? someone who you know is going to perform at least this season. Sure. He's a free agent after this year, but you know, Schultz is at least going to do work this season. His quarterback might not be suspended for the full year. You know, that's sometimes an added benefit for a tight end. So <laughs> I mean, but, like, really, though, you might have to pay a little bit to get up to Schultz, but wouldn't you rather just have that security that, hey, this guy's actually going to be good on my roster instead of the hope maybe he could be good on this roster?
0: Say less. You had me at hello. I'm perfectly fine with pivoting up with Njoku. Perfectly fine with it. And it kind of goes into me saying, if you are looking to acquire him, don't do it yet. Wait till we get some resolution, because that value... (laughs) It's not going to go higher than tight end seventeen right now, all right. But it very well could drop. So we have a question: How does Njoku finish if there's no Watson at all in twenty two? Oh, um, I don't have. A that's probably an exercise I'll go through tomorrow. And I, I hate approach. to
1: guess because, like, just so everyone knows, when we do the projections, we don't do like uh, he's getting eighty catches. Like we put the quarterback in and just use all of the. I mean, you could probably word it out a lot better than I can.
0: Yeah, we go from the team level down to the positional level. We have our input. So like for David and Joku right now, like Mitch said, it's not like we go in and say, okay, we, we want him to get 60 receptions, 800 yards. We go in based on the total team plays and the pass to run ratio. We then go in games played, target share, catch rate, yards per reception, receiving touchdown rate. That's all we touch. And then it spits out the outputs. Yep. So right now we have them at 52 receptions, 622 yards, four touchdowns in tight end premium to PPR, which a lot of us take part in 191 total points. Again, that's in 16 games. So we're just docking one game off of all these guys. And I could see it being closer. I'll play with it right now. Target share. Let's say that stays the same. Okay. But, That pass percentage most likely dips. Let's say it goes down to 51%. We had it at 40, 54. Okay. If it drops to 51%, catch rate from 70 to 65. Yeah. We'll leave everything else as is. So we won't, we won't ding him too much. That takes him from tight end. He was 18. Tight end 18 on a per game basis. 19, 20, 21, 22,
1: 23, 24, 25, 26. Item 26. Not startable in your fantasy leagues at all. That again, if you're in a two PPR league,
0: five weeks flex. Yeah.
1: He could be your Jack Doyle.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So there is, there's going to be an impact. I mean, whether or not you like the guy, Mm -hmm. Deshaun Watson is a heck of a talent. Uh, at least the Deshaun Watson, we know from yeah, two 2020. <laughs> and you made a really good point. I don't want to get sidetracked here. Yeah. But you said in the chat, I'm, I'm going to paraphrase, but folks are valuing him in their dynasty rankings and tiers and ADP as if he's going to be unfazed from taking all that time off. And let's say he does play in 22. You got to think this is messing with his <laughs> mentals too. All, all of this going on, like you don't think I, I, I'd probably be thinking about all that. I mean, like the truth
1: is, he's playing outdoors in Cleveland. Let's say he does get that's a great off. point, too. He has outdoors in Cleveland in a harder division. His stats probably aren't going to be as good as they were in Houston, but everyone's just assuming that he's going to be the same quarterback. He hasn't played for a year, maybe he just isn't as good, and he very well could be. But there's the opposite side of it to where maybe he's not, and that's really why i'm out on it besides like the whole personal aspect of it he's out for a year i don't really want my franchise quarterback to be just out for a year for off the field circumstances
0: right but yeah there are the, there's other factors that come into play but i think that's a good breakdown david and joku and again looking at where he very well could be i say tight end 15 if watson plays if watson doesn't play this year we see that drop and then Probably a little bit of a spike next year. Uh, and then, Mitch, we said best case scenario, ideal circumstances. If a few people drop below him or that are currently above him, tight end 10, 11, mm-hmm. somewhere in there. Last guy before we get to the, the final topic that will be fairly quick Trey McBride. I love Trey McBride. Yep. Tight end 15 in <laughs> ADP. Oh, <laughs> barring a Zach Ertz injury. Tight end 45 in 2020.
1: I mean, I'll be shocked. I mean, seriously. Like, if he is above 30, then Zach Ertz was probably out for the year and he actually did something. But more than likely, the odds are
0: that he'll be cut in a few weeks. <laughs> I don't know if he'd be cut, but you could get those impatient managers. He's not going to be cut in tight end premium. But you could get those impatient managers. You could get a really reasonable price. Well, I'm
1: talking about next year at this time. After the 23 rookie draft, I could see him getting a few places. If Zach Ertz is still there, I can see. Him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's reasonable. And if you look at his contract, I want to say want to if he's contract. cut next yeah. year. It's no, like I don't million- mean him being cut. I mean, off of dynasty. No, 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 I'm saying, but like to see a spike in value, we'd have to see something. Zach Ertz go somewhere else. Yeah. And I don't know if that's going to happen. So 23 years old this time next year, contract through 2025, the four-year rookie deal, tight end 15, I think he drops two spots. I, I think he drops two spots. Uh, Wes hit the nail on the head, and I've said this so many times. If you take Trey McBride, great profile, but you got to be patient with him. If you took a tight end in your rookie draft expecting year one production, you're doing I'll your wrong. it I'll
1: make any bet that you want that he will not be a top 20 dynasty tight end next year.
0: But who's gonna pass him up? See anybody? I don't know. Look how forgiving folks were. Well, but we also got some production out of like OJ Howard and David and Joku in year one. Some
1: who was? It's escaping me right now. Who was the Chargers t-
0: uh, tight end that they drafted last year? Trey McKitty.
1: Yeah. And to me, he's Trey McKitty.
0: He uh, he is not Trey McKitty. All right. Just say it. He's gonna drop. He, he is not, he, he but, but who, who's going to go above him though? Like, I don't know. We didn't see a joke going above him and all of a sudden that happens. So right Trevor now, Jordan.
1: So see Austin Hooper having a little bit of a resurgence, Jelani Woods.
0: Then it's going to be a buying season for me. Irv Smith I could, I, I will say tight end 20 is the worst case. Now, you know what? Because I, I did this with the other players and I kind of yelled at you, and I said, no, "No, no, that's not where I would take them. That's where they will be going." Mm-hmm. I could see him going a little bit lower, honestly. I, you're talking, you're talking some sense here. You're talking a little bit, not sense. a lot, just a little bit nope. tonight. But yeah, I. But again, I, I think the profile is tremendous. But year one production, it, I, I might be at fifty percent roster ship oh. by mid-season of Trey McBride because that price is going to be so reasonable so that's one that we think drops um i i don't think there's any reason to go out and acquire him today Nope. zero now you know what's gonna happen Zach Zachary's Ertz <laughs> is going to like get the worst paper cut ever and he's out for the season because of it something crazy and trey mcbride has a top four season yep like, you know you know it's gonna ha- happen yeah but realistically speaking he's not going to increase in value here in year one. Um, I actually, and this ties in my closing thought. I, I talked about tight ends earlier. Uh, Charlie Kohler is going to outproduce Trey McBride in year one, which I don't even think is a hot take with the way the Ravens use tight ends. Like Charlie Kohler could have 10 receptions and probably outproduce Trey McBride in year one. Yeah. Right. So that's the list of players that were thrown at us. I think it's a, a solid list. Um but again, these are the conversations that we're always having in our discord. So if you're not in there, if you want to get in there, e- even if you don't want to engage in the conversation, you want to creep behind the scenes. I know we have creepers in there because then they, they give the thumbs up. I'm like, I didn't even know you were in here. What's going on? Uh, you know, nothing wrong with that. So one last topic and let's just do the running backs. Is that okay?
1: Sure. might will be quick. <laughs> okay.
0: Excluding. And we've done this the last two years. And I listened back to two years ago. Okay. The, April of 2020, okay. Okay. Pre NFL draft. Who did I say? We said guys that were going outside the top 20 in ADP at their position that could crack the top 12 ADP startups the following year. I know year. I got this. Mitch, you had Calvin Ridley and Justin Jefferson. Uh, that's pretty good. That uh, I was like, okay. I had, again, this is pre draft. Yep. I went back today. I had CEH in there. I was very happy with that. Yeah, Very happy with that. And I'm going in a similar direction here tonight. But anyway, excluding the below running backs, I'm going to rattle through the list very, very quickly. Who will be a top 12 dynasty back this time next year, if any? Okay. Let me take a deep breath to get through this. It's going to be hard. Jonathan Taylor, Najee Harris, Javante Williams, Christian McCaffrey, DeAndre Swift, Brees Hall, Eckler, Mixon, Dalvin, Henry, Kamara, Barkley, Chubb, Etienne, Dobbins, Akers, Walker, Gibson, Montgomery, Aaron Jones, Fournette, Jacobs. Outside of those guys, is there anybody? You probably just made me go through that list for nothing. Are there any guys that could crap crap?
1: (laughs) that are crap? No, they're all pretty crap after them, to be honest. That could
0: crack top 12 in startups this time next year. That are in the league right now,
1: absolutely not. But there's probably three rookies that could get
0: there. There, I think there are three rookies that could get there now. Again, this one is more absolute best case scenario, ideal situation in 22. Let me let me let me oh, throw it out for you. James Cook, I'm just gonna leave the show. Just listen, let's say it falls this way, all right? Because of the age, I said McCaffrey, he's probably safe, okay? But there is a possibility that Eckler Cook. Henry, Camara, Barkley, Chubb. Those guys fall outside of the top 12. There's a chance, okay? Those are the guys. So with the probably three, two, three rookie running backs that come in and take up top 12 spots. So that's three. You have JT, Harris, Javante, McCaffrey, Swift, Hall. At most, at most, I think three top 12 spots open up. At most, okay? Okay. Now. Again, I was doing some digging today, looking at some stuff. I want to run through some running backs here, okay? Alvin Kamara, Kareem Hunt, Devin Singletary, Antonio Gibson, Javante Williams, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. If you look at their rookie ADP and you compare it to their year two ADP, Kamara goes from 25 to 6. This is running back, okay? Okay. Not overall ADP. Kareem Hunt goes 31 to 7. Singletary 40 to 21. Gibson 42 to 13. Edwards Lair 7 to 15. Javante 21 to running back 5. All of those running backs went in the third round of the NFL draft except for Williams, who went in the second. Edwards Lair, who went in the first. You would think that Clyde Edwards Lair went out there and had a rookie points per game of crap. He outproduced Javante Williams when you compare their rookie seasons. He outproduced. But he, on a per-game basis, he was 0.9 points per game lower than Antonio Gibson. His rookie rushing market share was only one of two of that list to eclipse 50%. All had at least a 9% rookie target share. So I I say this because, one, best-case scenario for this man because he's done it before, and you know that's my thing. I talked about it with Juju Smith-Schuster. I've talked about uh, it. There was somebody else. They did it before they could return. There was an outside shot that I think Clyde edwards could return to running back twelve. An outside shot. Like, not even just outside the house, but far outside, okay? I didn't want to come in and say no running back was going to do it. But who has a better shot? James Cook. And I'm going to tell you why. Listen, James Cook steps in. He gets the draft capital. We all know that, okay? He goes into a situation where okay, they don't necessarily love to target the running backs, but they wanted to bring in JD McKissick. They gave Devin Singletary targets last year. He had a 9% target share, I believe. James Cook has a better profile than Devin Singletary, even though I like Devin Singletary. I'm not saying that James Cook uh, uh, probable versus possible. I, I mentioned it before. It's possible that he goes out there and he has a top 24 season. I don't think that happens though, but if he goes out there, he is running back 26 on a per game basis. They don't re-sign Devin Singletary. You don't think there's a possibility in a high power bills offense with three years left on his rookie deal. He could be top 12. And I say running back 26, because that's where Javante Williams ended last year on a per-game basis. He's now running back five, for Christ's sake. I mean, could he? Yes.
1: I mean, I could see, say Singletary gets hurt, James Cook gets all the work, and he turns into Antonio Gibson. Yes, that, as I would say, that is in the realm of possibilities. I I could also make the case for Ronald Jones in Kansas City. CH gets hurt, Ronald Jones goes crazy. You
0: made the case for Ronald Jones last year. Do you remember (laughs) that? Yeah, I do. That was... (laughs) Horrible, but but there is there's a certain profile. So again, Camara jumped up. Hunt, Singletary, Singletary was low to start though. He was running back forty, but still went up to running back twenty one. So respectable. Gibson, Javante, the the profile they don't necessarily need workhorse uh, responsibility there from a rushing market share. Gibson was thirty eight percent. Singletary only forty one percent. Javante forty four. Camara twenty seven percent, but. They all had that uh, 19%, 12%, 11%, 9%, 11%, 11% rookie target share. It's going to take about a 10% target share. If James Cook gets there, I do think there's a possibility. If all things line up. Now, again, Singletary comes in hot. They re-sign him. They extend him. Singletary, top 12 running back.
1: I like it, John. We're on the same wavelength here. That's good. I, I don't
0: mind. I don't mind going out and acquiring Singletary costs right now. If there's anybody that's like, oh, Cook is going to take the work. We have Devin Singletary taking. Uh, Dan says no cussing. John Family Show. Hey, when Dan's away, yeah, John. Who will is play. Dan, anyways? I've never heard of this I person before. I don't, I don't know. Uh, but we have Devin Singletary getting like forty percent, forty five percent of the rushing market share and james cook i think was at 25 percent josh allen right around 20 percent then some other rando sprinkled in but but yeah I, I those are the two guys i think have an outside shot probably most likely you have a rookie or two step in in, in start up adp next year and then yep. it holds form for the most part like we were going outside the top 24 here yeah so we were digging deep and most of the time Guys don't rise to that level, but I threw a few names out at you that do Mitch. You're like, can we please wrap the show up? You're good. You're good. Final
1: thoughts. I was going (laughs) to say, I like fixing the notes. I get confused. So I had to close out the notes. Otherwise they confuse
0: me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Do you have a final thought for our listeners? 161 episodes in sitting here June 7th.
1: I do, but it has nothing to do with fantasy football. That's okay. So went camping this last weekend. Haven't been out for eight months. And I know a lot of people live in bigger cities, so they can't do this. But the outdoors, it just refreshes you. Like, you go out there for a day, even if you went through, like, a walk in a nice park or something. Like, I came back today, and I'm like, all right, I could actually do my job again. This isn't so horrible. The end of the day was a completely different story. But... (laughs) Wait, at the end of
0: the day, like, the... (laughs) The part of the day right now where you're talking to me. Yeah,
1: about five minutes before I got <laughs> on the show, pretty much.
0: I think it's good to recharge every once in a while. I, you know, I feel guilty if I put my phone down for like 10 minutes. I'm like, they need me in the Discord. They need me. They would be lost without me. There's a John Beacon going on. <laughs> I have a final thought, and it is related to football, it is related to fantasy football. Those that participate in any safe leagues, the DLF Champ Series, First waiver run is tomorrow, right? Oh, that's good to know. <laughs> Make sure you get under the roster requirements because they were lower than, I think, to 28 for Safe Leagues, 30 for the DLF Champs Series. Yep. I had some rosters, I had like 35 guys still. So if you try to put a waiver request in, it's you got to pay attention to how many roster spots. So if you're over the limit, well, so I went through, cleaned up a lot of my rosters If you're in the two PPR leagues and you have the roster spots there, Charlie Kohler, I mentioned him. If you have the roster spot and you're able to sit on and be patient. Okay. That again, it kind of goes with the Trey McBride situation. Uh, Kate Otten is out there on a lot of waivers. If you pick him up and Gronk comes back, you can move on. You can move on. Uh, Cole Turner out there in Washington, Glowing report so far that Logan Thomas timeline is intriguing. It John really is. Bates, yep. John Bates. We talked about him last year at tight end. He's not necessarily athletic Cole Turner, not, not blazing speed. I think he was like a four seven six forty, but much more athletic than John Bates. So Turner Kohler, uh, in, uh, Bellinger for the giants. It sounds like he's getting first team reps. Uh, Ricky seals. Jones is there also, But, you know, can he stay healthy? So that's another interesting name. And then Calcetera in Philadelphia. We know they like to operate with a lot of two tight end sets. I'm just saying, you know, this is a final thought, not a final book, right? I wanted to to throw those tight end names out there because they are available in a majority of those leagues. And in about 10% of the leagues, at least that I'm in, I'm in a good amount of them. 10% of the league's Jerome Ford is still available. I know we talk about Cleveland, the mess that it could be. Uh, Deonis Johnson signed his tender. Do they move on from Kareem Hunt? Uh, You know, There's a very good chance that Jerome Ford could be the three here in a couple weeks. I know that's not sexy, but then you sit and and you wait for next year. So Jerome Ford, if you have the roster spot available, those are names that I'm far more interested in than keeping a a David Johnson on my roster, who we talked about in the Discord. We did talk about him,
1: yeah. (sighs)
0: Man, this was a fun show. I, I, I don't know why I ever think it's going to be short, but uh, we want to thank everybody for tuning in. Make sure you follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Dynasty Theory FF. Remember the Patreon, five bucks a month. Come check it out. If you don't like it, bounce. But I'm telling you, you're going to love it. And there was a ton of great, valuable content. I just ask that you check it out. For Mitch Sorensen, Dan LaMagna, watching the New York Rangers, I'm John Bauer. Have a great night, everyone.